Welcome to the What's On My Mind podcast, the podcast for the youth, by the youth, whatever we're feeling, whatever we're thinking will be expressed on this podcast. Now, on this episode, I am not alone. I am with Lindo. What's up, Lindo? Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you doing, Kat? I'm good. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> okay, Lindo. So, you are a big fan of Kendrick Lamar, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's boiling so, down now, but yeah, I'm uh, I was a big fan, you could say. Uh, why is it boiling down? Oh, you know, it's just personal reasons, nothing personal. Um, just some stuff, you know, that I just kind of became aware of. Um, but it's, it's nothing personal. He still makes great music. I think he's still like, he's my goat still, but you know, um, the liking him is just toning down a bit now. Do you think you treated him as a idol a little bit? Truthfully, yeah, I did. Um, and and it took like traffic and a conversation with God to like kind of make that um bring that to my awareness. So I mean it was something I always kind of thought about, but you know, I, I didn't really like deep it like that, but a couple of weeks ago like it just came to me and god was like hey fella you gotta you know there's this thing that's just holding you back you know one of the things that's just holding you back and um this is one of them so yeah hmm okay so here's what i'm gonna do right now day i'm going to read out lyrics from one of the songs in the album and then you have to okay which song is it no problem are you ready yeah no problem okay so let me see which song i'm gonna start with okay the first one i know you're gonna get this one Take off the fufu, take off the cloud chase, take off the N95. Yes, obviously. N95. Let's go. Okay. Let me look for another one. Okay. They idolize and praise your name across the nation. Tap the feet and nod the crown. Okay. 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 Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I can't please everybody. I can't please everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. actually one of my favorite off the album. I think I like that. Wait, no, I like, are you happy for me? Anyway. Oh. Um, Another one. My auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough. Auntie Diaries. <laughs> You don't allow me to finish the way you such a stat. Okay, yeah. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Three points. Yes. Do you think that male personality types are real? And I'm talking about like the alpha male 
better male all those things like is it really like a thing amongst you niggas um i think it is um i I think it is a thing because i think like for me even personally i think we're all like as young niggas as young men uh trying to like learn um what it means to be a man and so obviously like these things i don't know if they were there like in my dad's time you know that you're an alpha male you're a beta male and whatever other one but um i think i think they're there because like a lot of us are seeking the true definition of what it is to be a man and so the internet the world is kind of just feeding us with these blueprints you know um this is what a beta man does this is how he um you know carries himself and and all of these things and this is the alpha male and all of that so i i think they they do exist you know because all of us are just searching for the blueprint on what it is to be a man you know um yeah i keep think they do exist so basically if for an example you do not identify yourself with the alpha male so does that mean that you're not masculine enough um no i don't think i don't think um not identifying with any of them should kind of um demasculate uh you as a man you know um i i personally don't identify with any one of them you know um i think it's just also like the standard by which you define um being a man you know and because high key like like i just said previously like this is something like ours on like yo like what does it mean to like be a man you know especially when you think about the kind of man that you want to be and obviously yeah to some extent like all of us you know we want to uh probably when we grow up you know we want to have money you want to have success in like the field a vocation you occupy and all of those things maybe like even the shorty you have you know but I, I remember like i was open with just one of um our leaders at at, at, at youth and at camp because like normally like we have these breakaway sessions where they speak to us about you know um like stuff that concern girls specifically and stuff that concern boys and i was like yo can we like just shy away from this time when we have a conversation, can we just shy away from like dating? Because sometimes like that's just all we can talk about for the whole hour is dating and all of that stuff and talk about, you know, what it really is to be a man and a godly man, you know. And when we're having this conversation, um, Future Sabelo, uh, I, I shout him out, you know, um, said something so profound that till this day sticks with me. And he said, you know, a, a real man is somebody who has Christ established in him, you know, and obviously you began to break down how that then um, affects how different people relate with you and how you relate with others. But that for me, that is the standard. So I may not be an alpha male, you know, um, and kind of point a finger and hope everybody runs in that direction because I, I said whatever. Um, but for me, as long as I have Christ established in me, then I feel like I'm man enough, you know, um, because uh, there's no, uh, there's no greater thing. There's no amount of money that can come with the authority 
um, and that can come with the sense of peace and purpose when Christ is established inside of you. You know, and I think that's also just one way to guarantee success for your life is because then you're walking in God's will, you know, and ain't no other way to get, you know, the ultimate success than if you're walking in God's will for your life. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. Because I've often, okay, as a woman, I've often really felt like men identify with masculinity as a way of trying to conquer women. Mm. And I've always tried to think, Kore, like, why is it taught that way to boys that, you know, masculinity is about conquering women, conquering the world, you know, whatever it's taught to them. And I mean, one would argue that, no, it's not really like that. You know, there are men who really love women and they nurture women. But like, I've always just felt like masculinity or maybe patriarchy is just a threat to me as a woman. I never really felt safe when it comes to those things. Yeah. Um, but to hear that someone is saying that actually being a true man is found in your relationship with god and doing what god has called you to do as an individual i think it's freeing on both sides both on the women and the men to like not give a lot of pressure and a lot of like anxiety and a lot of like conflict between the two because i don't think that femininity and masculinity like is about conflicting each other but it's just about like being what god has made you to be like you have said yeah so, in this day and age do you really think that masculinity is like under threat and not even like blaming women saying like yeah women or but just saying like amongst yourselves do you think that men just don't know what masculinity is about mm. wow i I honestly like I don't know if men know what masculinity is about because I feel like I myself am like coming to learn all of that. You know, like I said, like there's always just um various perspectives and standards and definitions depending on like which side you're standing from. So somebody um who's not say looking to um Jesus to be like the one who sets the standard may have somebody like Andrew Tate who sets their standard of um, being a man or maybe even like masculinity, you know, and then somebody else may have, um, what's that other guy's name? Kevin Samuels and all of these other different people, you know, who uh, will say, no, this is what it is. This is, you know, what masculinity is and all of that stuff, you know? So I think it's just always going to vary depending on, um, the values of the community that you belong to and the standards they uphold, you know. Um, but I think that um, maybe what may be threatening masculinity is men feeling like they have to be dominant over women. Um, and uh, just the, especially in like South Africa, like the violence that men are bringing towards women and even children i think that that could be a threat to masculinity because then it kind of i don't know i want to say like 
desensitize or maybe that's not the right word but it kind of conditions younger like the younger folk of um what it actually means to be a man you know because this is what i see or this is what i hear and this is how um i've heard you gain like the respect of men around you and maybe even a woman is like by beating her up or whatever so i i think um depending on where you're standing um masculinity can have like different definitions maybe some are a constant no matter where you are but um yeah i'm 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 also coming to understand or learn what it means to be masculine and what it means to be a man in this day and age okay you know what that's fine because personally i feel like women know what they're supposed to do already yeah i think maybe the men are still trying to figure it out because maybe masculinity for it depends how you were brought up like you had said um some people are still trying to come into terms with a lot of things and also i think what's also really sad that i see like looking from the outside in what's also really sad is like let's say like especially south african men i just feel like there is just a lot of misogyny yeah that's happening there yeah. and they trying to say that they are men you know this is what men do but it's like they themselves are like having this identity crisis and they are trying to figure out what it means to be a man and because women are just so in their element these days i just think that there is just this identity crisis going on there so i don't know that's yeah. just my observation like, like okay? come, come to think of it like when i was like young um, i was like you know like i said like you know um like i like i like like i love hip hop you know so when i was young like when i was very like young young like primary school young like i didn't listen to house music like that so hip hop was all i consumed and there was just always one constant i saw in like music videos is like all of these rappers with uh hands in the background or on their side or on their lap you know and shaking yash or half naked and i thought oh my goodness maybe this is what it means to be a man or in my case a real nigger and you know you kind of think oh okay so then i have to do this but, i mean when i was young like, i was just i was just like oh you know as long as i could bag me a shorty or two or three then i feel like i'll be a man you know because that that's what i saw that's what i consumed well that's what i saw from what i consumed rather you know so yeah i that, that's that's something i thought about now that i know it least directly affected me yeah definitely hip hop was a bit problematic if you think about it now it still is you had it is but now like i can re- we are woke then <laughs> then then people were not really like looking at these things like that or maybe they were but they were the twitter twitter was not around who knows yeah um you had mentioned something a few days ago and you said something like um self self love has a way of like bringing out 
or making you an idol or something like that. What did you say, Lindo? Something like that. Uh, Charlie, Please explain. Charlie, you are the one who 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 heard me. Yeah, I was speaking. <laughs> but you said like self love is a bit dangerous because it has a way of like making yourself an idol. That's what you said. Oh yeah. Um. Second Timothy chapter three from verse one to five. Okay, before I read that, now the reason I I said that um, <clears throat> self love can can lead to idolatry is, I mean, maybe it's the definition I I thought of, or at least I've heard. Um, and have been exposed to, but the reason I said that self-love can lead to idolatry is I feel in this day and age, we tend to love ourselves a bit too much um, in a sense that we are the priority in our own lives. And I know that sounds like, um, but shouldn't we be? And no. No, we, we shouldn't be, not, not to the extent that we are today, you know, um, because as, as much as, you know, self-love can be like, you know, you taking care of yourself, you doing um, like the skincare routines and getting your head, like your hair cut, your nails done, niggas be doing that nowadays too, They're, like going out for shopping or whatever, um, that like as much as that could be self-love i think there are other things that we like we mm, that that like we may kind of do in the name of self-love that kind of put us in this pedestal that we aren't really supposed to be sitting at basically the sentiment of the self-love like if you love yourself um like uh, you end up idolizing yourself. I meant in a context of if you see yourself at the center of your life and everything else about you at the circumference, you risk idolizing yourself because you aren't supposed to be at the center of your life. Christ is supposed to be, you know. And um, if there's anything we're supposed to put on a pedestal high up is him you know, and I think we can love ourselves a lot to even forget to love those around us, um, for real, you know, um, we're commanded to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, you know, um, and as much as like the way we love ourselves does affect how we love our neighbors, but you see in that scripture, like you aren't really the, like the focus you know, your neighbor is, and I mean, you do have to love yourself to love your neighbor, you know, but your neighbor is also um, like, like the focus in that. So that's, that's why I made that statement is, is to kind of caution to say, yo, I mean, well, we are supposed to love ourselves, like take care of ourselves and all of that. But I don't think we should do it to an extent where we see ourselves at the center of our own lives and 
you know, I think that then could lead to idolatry. Okay, I get you. I I think what made me also question the whole self love thing because I was also pro self love, and I'm still I still am. Yeah. But then I read a scripture that says like in the last days, like people will be lovers uh, of themselves. And. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one that's gonna that's gonna pull out right now. Second Timothy chapter three from verse one to four. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, is this like a last day thing? But I read it in the sense of like, people are going to be like extremely selfish. Like they're not going to think about the next person and everything yeah. that they do is just going to be about themselves and how they look in society, how they look amongst their peers and stuff like that. So I, for, for some reason, I read it in a, in a sense of like humility, like you need to humble yourself and not to say don't love yourself but humble yourself and always like take on the attitude that christ did because like christ was i mean he was god you know like proper god but he and selfless yeah but he was selfless as well so i get what you mean about like how the whole self-love thing can be dangerous um in the end and i mean like to some extent yeah to some extent and personally like i see the world around me and i realize that actually even like in government like people are lovers of themselves and when they're put in with when they're in like certain positions of power they abuse the power and they don't think about the next person they don't think about how they their actions can affect the next person or the whole nation so Mm -hmm. i think that scripture is like also pointing out to like the society that we live in today that in the last days men will be lovers of themselves and i see it like amongst our leaders i'm calling them out because (laughs) they are the ones who got like the power and the stuff that they do the decisions that they take are really like you know confirming the scriptures that we really are in the last days and we can see it in that aspect that you know yeah the world is about to end and these are the signs that's how i see it personally yeah yeah but but i think also like your interpretation is 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 also correct that you know you cannot really put yourself on a pedestal um like that because it can get a bit weird (laughs) in the end Mm -hmm. like like what's going on it can lead to narcissism yeah yeah um and personally like i i i looked at kanye west (laughs) or like the evolution of kanye west because he went from like calling himself jesus to this christian now and i was like so like confused by that and not to say that he needs to like answer to me but i was like oh he went from like this really overconfident guy like you know thought of himself as a god and now um he changed i guess and now he's like super christian and he's like you know into godly stuff Mm -hmm. now so do you feel like you see that like shift like from being like super narcissistic to like oh now i love god now do you feel like for an example based on what i said do you think 
that as a Christian, you're allowed to like have a little bit like skepticism based on that. Like, I don't trust this nigga. Um, I mean, a tree shall be known uh, by its fruits. You know, um, like the first time, like I told my dad, like, yo, you heard like Kanye West is Christian. That's what he said to me, you know, and I was like, eh, dog, me, I'm trying to like, you know, find out what you think. But like, I mean, an orange tree does not have to scream to us. It's an orange. We can see the oranges it bears, you know. So, I mean, even, even me, I'm not famous, you know, but in the fruit I bear, you are able to tell by the tree that I am, you know. And so I think that's the same with, like, uh, the Kanye situation is, I mean, just looking at, like, the fruits that he's bearing, you know, I don't really be paying attention to him like that, you know, um, could kind of help navigate or help one just navigate, like, where he is. Um, but that also just goes to say, like, I'll never underestimate, like, the power of salvation in God's life, you know, even if, like, I'll never... Like, you're the last person I'll believe, like, to be saved and, you know, um, to receive, like, him as, like, savior over your life. You know, you, you, you never know, like, um, what is happening, like, uh, in, like, behind closed doors or what's never really not put on a camera, you know. So, what I'm saying with that is a tree shall be, a tree shall be known by its fruits you know, and I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, facts. <laughs> I was just trying to see, like, your opinion based on that. But I actually like Kanye West's music. I'm not gonna lie. So. Yeah, yeah. Now we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like, he is a, a musical <laughs> genius. No lie. Yeah. So, do you know? I sent you a clip. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to it? The one of Hove. Yeah. Yeah, I listened. I listened to it when you sent it to me. Um. Yeah, I did listen to it. Do I remember everything he said? No, not really. But pull yourself out of bootstraps, and you can make yourself. You can make it in America. All these these lies that America told us our whole life. Um. And then when we start getting it, they try to lock us out of it. They start inventing words like, you know, capitalists and, you know, things like that. I mean, you know, we've been called nigger and monkeys and shit. I don't care. I don't, those words y'all come up with, y'all got to come up with stronger words. When I say y'all, I'm not talking about you. The words they come up with, they got to come up with stronger words. We're not going to stop. We're not going to be tricked out of our position. Y'all locked us out. Y'all created a system that, you know, doesn't include us. We said, fine, we went our alternate route. We created this music. We did our thing. You know, we hustled, killed ourselves to get to this space. And, you know, now it's like, you know, you know, eat the rich and man, we're not stopping. So that evolution is, you know, from us, you know, we came from selling seven records and selling uh, records out our trunk and, you know, no radio play. And I think reasonable doubt that, 36,000 the first week or some something like that. I may, I may be I may be uh adding a little to it. You know, so 
you know, we come from the, I come from Marcy Projects. In my first house, 615 Lexington Avenue, my grandmother's house, seven families, like she has seven kids. Uh, my mother and, you know, my parents and siblings lived in that house. My aunt Nisi lived in that house. Hootie lived in that house. Butchie lived in the basement. I mean, this is one house. I went back to that house. I did an interview with Oprah and, and, and I couldn't believe how small this house was. So basically, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like I get what he means, and he wasn't like trying to be malicious or anything. Um, basically, yeah, he's trying to say like we're trying to bring down the system, and every time we, you know, trying to break down the system, there are words that rise up against them because they're billionaires. But personally, I don't care, bro. Like, even if a person is black and a billionaire, I, I still don't think that's a good thing. I don't care. Like, white billionaire, black billionaire, I just don't like it. Like, because I just don't... What, them pink billionaires? Yeah, I don't think it benefits us as black people. Like, has it ever benefited you to see a black billionaire not directly no exactly exactly my point like i don't think that billionaires should be a thing i don't like billionaires like what do you think um you know like like i kind of get whole sentiment because he's just trying to say like you know like you spoke about um locking um specific doors that you know uh from like people i'm sure it's talking about like the black community um from like entering in you know um maybe because like he has a seat at that table and maybe there are still certain things that he can't do even if he is at that table because he's black um but he's able to sit at the table because he's a billionaire um <clears throat> like i get it you know but man like, sometimes I don't really be, not that I'm be taking some of these people seriously, you know, but, like, saying the instance of Hove, you know, because, um, like, I think later on in the the end, like, he did speak about, you know, eat the rich type of thing, you know, and how, like, we just all have to get up on top, you know, so that we can take over and all of that and like hip hop being a medium for that to happen and all of that. Well, I mean, not all of us are gonna be famous, like world famous rappers. So we aren't all gonna be using hip hop as a medium to like attain wealth. But at the same time, I think more than um, it should be like a question of like, or a thing of like, we eat the rich. I think it's go feed the people who you grew up with, you know, um, because you have access to resources that they will probably never have access to. And you have access to certain privileges that they would never have access to, you know. So um, I, I think that like some of these billionaire rappers and um, people who are like up there now you know and tell us yo you know we should do this this is how we get on top you know da, 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 like that and then i mean i don't know of anything i don't really like follow jay-z like that but i don't know if he's like doing anything like to help like people 
you know um maybe like the community that he comes from or like around the world or whatever you know but if if he isn't then don't tell us to eat the rich bro like before you think about eating them like come back and like feed us or help feed us you know and not like necessarily like just with food but like like i said like with the resources that you have access to i mean if you're a billionaire building a school you know um it sh- shouldn't be that difficult of a task for you to do not that he has to but i mean you know with like the sentiments he's sharing you know and wanting black people to be up there too you know building a school wouldn't be like a bad idea you know um educating people or uh you know just giving people access to like resources that they would otherwise not have access to that would help you know because i mean instead of us eating like if 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 our goal is i'm going to attain this world just so i could devour cat just so i could devour uh the next person um i think like that's not a great motif or at least the best um i think that we should always want to make sure that those who are coming after us um and those whom we probably left behind on our way here should also get a taste of this you know um a success that you know that i've I've stumbled upon or found you know or created you know so um yeah i think i think that's just my like stance or sentiment about that you know um feed those who you were with and those who you grew up with and the community you come from rather than wanting to eat the rich because no cap you are the rich too my nigga like i know you like you're like still black and um you're black and like you're from these uh communities and you're a rapper and so you're i mean you're the rich too you're the insanely rich you know to be specific so it means we're gonna we're gonna like work towards eating you too you know so i don't think that should be the focus i think the focus should be feed those who you uh came up with and those you uh grew up around you know yeah yeah anyway i like personally for me i mean i get like the rich can like give back to their communities which is cool and stuff like that but personally i just don't think that a person can be a billionaire in a fair way but that's just me <laughs> personally yeah i just i mean i hear that like I, hear that. I, I don't think it should happen like in a fair world there's no billionaires according to me mm-hmm you know, I like. I, that makes sense. I know, like some people might like say, "Oh no, I work hard." But if we're being honest, my great grandparents, my parents, my grandma, my grandpa—those people were hard workers, but they were not rich. You get what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really think that hard work can amount to wealth because I saw it like throughout my ancestry. Those people were hard workers, but because of the system that they were born in and the world that were that they were born in, it didn't happen. So I just feel like it's just this thing of like, let's say like someone exploits their workers and they get billions from it. And then they start saying to everyone, we all have the same 24 hours. Do you know how like messed up that is? Like, 
like for me it just really like it pisses me off a little bit because it's like nigga we know how you got that money like you had to <laughs> you 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 had to cross people you had to do some like weird stuff to get to that point so personally for me it's like nah nah billionaires shouldn't be around it shouldn't happen yeah now i hear you i hear you yeah it's just a thought it's just a thought but like before we close off like is there anything you want to say to the people anything in your heart that i want to say yeah um i don't know i i think um to everybody listening um uh Keep Christ at the center of your life, you know. Um, he's the only one who can sustain our lives, really. And nothing in this world can ever provide that kind of sustenance for our being, you know. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're probably wondering, like, how do I have Christ at the center of my life? I think the first step is receiving him as Lord and center as lord and savior rather of your life you know and building like a relationship with him the same way you would build a friendship with like a friend um or relationship uh with a friend you know um and yeah i i i i think that's that's just it for me um thank you so much cat for affording me this opportunity to be on your podcast um, I was really geeked about this, and so I'm glad we're able to record the episode. And yeah, shout out to everybody on what's on uh, my mind. And hopefully, I come back and we could do some more. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lindo. Thank you so much. Like when I hit you up, I could see Thank like, you, hey, you're so excited. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I definitely was. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.